0: hello everyone and welcome paul and i are talking sports it is july the 27th 2021 this is episode two so if this is your first episode congratulations if not welcome back i'm jason this is paulie
1: how's it going guys so wisconsin had a pretty awesome uh, sports week if we go back one week from today our uh Beloved Milwaukee Bucks uh, secured their first title since uh, 1971. Giannis closed it out in historic fashion. Uh, 50 spot in a closing finals game, which has never happened before. Uh, And it is only the seventh instance when a player has scored 50 in a finals game. Milwaukee celebrated uh, quite well. Um, I would imagine. My brother was down there in the uh, mob of what's estimated to be almost 150,000 people around the uh, arena. 20,000 inside, 65 in the Deer District, and then God knows how many in the bars in the surrounding areas. But it sounded like it was a uh, pretty glorious night down in Milwaukee. Again, the Bucks uh, got their first title um and 50 years and it was just an awesome night
0: man i'm still i'm just still just buzzing over it jason uh yeah it was great i mean the best part about it was that i said what was gonna happen and then it happened so you, that, you did call uh, it exactly how it was gonna happen yeah, i'm the 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 bucks prophet i guess bucks and six came true that was great uh the legend of brandon jennings lives on yes it does uh it, And it was good basketball. It It was. It was. The first
1: quarter was a little. uh, Well, the first six minutes of the game was
0: uh, pretty sloppy, but once. Yeah. I mean, like the series as a whole. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I heard this this stat. It was up 30% on the ratings over last year, which is great. It makes sense. I like that. People were tuning in to watch the Bucks and Suns. It wasn't the Lakers. It wasn't LeBron. You didn't have Steph Curry or any of your, you know, James Hardens or anybody. Yet, people still found a reason to tune in and catch some great basketball and watch Giannis do stuff that that block the alley oop. The you block. don't see yeah. that stuff. No. But,
1: Nobody does 17 that. for 19 from the line in the finale.
0: He, which when he needed to do it, it was an impressive display. And Chris Middleton didn't disappear, which was nice to see. Yep. Uh, Drew Holiday, even when he was having bad offensive. Series or runs, he was still playing defense. He was still he making was a plays. defensive
1: wizard that th- entire series. I
0: think in Game Six, he was like one for eight at one point, but he had nine assists. He yep. was still getting it done. Yeah, getting finding people who were open. The role players did well. They just they didn't they didn't shit the bed, which was something we'd gotten used to seeing over Abs- the last several years.
1: Um, I think nice. I think that. Um, to your point about the NBA ratings, I think it does prove, and I think the whether the NBA will admit it or not, I think this is the best outcome they could have had, is two smaller market teams, not from the coast, proving that fans will tune into this. And I think, I think part of that has to do with two starving fan bases that showed out, but that doesn't account for all of it. I think it proves that People, you could have good ratings in a series when you didn't have an LAU team, when you didn't have a Boston, when you didn't have a Miami, when you didn't have a Philadelphia, when you didn't have a New York team. I think that was, it was great. I think it was great for the NBA, like I said, whether they will admit it or not. And to your uh, to, to the second point, I think it proves that this Milwaukee roster for as many, Doubts as we had about it for the flaws that yes, this roster still has. When the big the big three proved that they can get it done. And it validated a lot of things with this roster construction with Coach Bud, who I will admit is still not my favorite, but <laughs> he got the job done. And the Bucks are champions. And it feels great.
0: Yeah, I bet. I bet after coming up short with the expectations so high, I mean, it's hard to hit a high bar, yet repeatedly not hitting it is problematic, particularly for a fan base.
1: And it, it's... Well, it, I, I've been thinking about this for the last week, and that that journey to the title, I mean, the, those, Piston, those Isaiah Pistons teams beat their head against the uh, Celtics for how many years the Jordan Bulls beat their head against those same piston teams for how many years and it's after after it sunk in that we actually had the title and I got a chance to reflect on the journey of the last few years that's kind of what happens in basketball even the Miami um, one, two, not one, not two, not
0: three. Oh, they didn't win the first year. No, they didn't. And didn't they get to the finals and lose though? Like, yeah, it wasn't well, like they got they to they...
1: the finals four years in a row, but they lost to that uh, the Dirt Mavs. Yeah, it,
0: it wasn't. It, see, I don't. I have a hard time using that as an example for. Super team struggling and that kind of thing because they still made the finals and lost to a really good Mavericks. Team. They did. They, they did. did. I'm.
1: I. I guess my point was was this example the Brooklyn Nets of this year. They have Durant, Kyrie, Harden, arguably the most impressive offensive team that has ever existed in the NBA. They didn't get it. They didn't get it done the first year. I guess I'm kind of. Proving your point in this aspect <laughs> too, but I guess winning a title is not easy. No, is really. what I'm gonna, what I will say about that. The other thing that um, huge thing that happened in uh, Wisconsin sports this week: Aaron Rodgers is at training camp, and after all the speculation, after. The, six, the last six months or five months, whatever it's been since uh, that draft day report, for this year at least, it's over. And I guess as a Packer fan, that's what I want to lead with, is the just the relief that Aaron Rodgers is going to be the Packers quarterback for at least one more year. When we break this down further, which we will get to in a minute, there's still a lot of questions about this. I guess before we get into that, what, is, what as a non-Packer fan, what is, <laughs> what's your thought about Rodgers finally being in the building?
0: Well, it's fine. It's what I expected. You don't get paid if you don't work, and he doesn't get paid what he gets paid to not get paid. So <laughs> I just couldn't see him holding out in that, I guess in a more, more to what you're actually asking me here is... The whole premise, I I hesitate to use the word facade because I'm not necessarily thinking he's fronting or anything, but the whole premise of his problem with the Packers and the reason that this is even happening was all principle, right? It was all a matter of principle and respect and blah, blah, blah. If he then holds out and then doesn't come to play with his team and doesn't, fulfill his end of the contract he signed then to me that kind of takes away from the point he's trying to make
1: see i guess i hadn't thought about it like that but you you do make a really good point it's kind of i don't i I guess disproving what he what the point he was trying to make in the in, uh, in the beginning is, I guess, what you're kind of saying.
0: Yeah. It, if it's all about principle, what principle are you following that you're going to ditch out on your team and not fulfill a contract you signed? Yeah. The it's Then you talk talking out of both sides of your mouth and then you have even more problems. I, honestly, with all the drama and everything that's happened around it, he's fine. He doesn't care. No. None of this bothers him that's and to me it, it's funny when you were said use the word relieved. I believe that's the word you use yeah. you really relieved for ben this Rogers season I am like yeah. you relieved he's here and I was just trying to think as I grew up a dolphins fan there was even when Marino was hurt, like when he broke his ankle in 93 was it and was out and he came back it wasn't I've never felt that. Before, like actual, like, oh, thank God Marino's playing. Jeez, I don't know what I would have done if Marino couldn't play. But I also haven't been following a team my whole life that's had a good quarterback for the last 40, you know, 25 years. And the, the situations are obviously different. But when you say you're relieved, it hits me funny because of how little Aaron Rodgers actually cares. Oh, I so I 100%. It's, it's uh, just it's like uh it's like betting on turtle races. Like they don't care about you or your money or your race. They're just wandering around and you're just betting that one of those turtles walks the right way long enough to cross the line. I I just can't get invested in that part of football. Yeah. I just can't because it's so much based on whims and all the talk and all the, the scuttlebutt that we get. Aaron Rodgers probably doesn't even know 75% of that. All these, like, opinions and reports, unless they come from his agent or something like that, he's not even aware he's not paying attention. Maybe, and maybe he is, but he doesn't need to. No. And there's nothing... If he's paying attention, it's because he's a petty little child. And I don't know that he's not like that. There's certain things that he does that make him appear that way. Perhaps that's the facade. I don't know. They say he's a complicated guy. Well, how complicated is he? You know, how how deep does he take this whole thing? I think he's just chilling. He just turned off chilling with his new Hollywood wife doing yoga with miles Teller or whatever not paying attention maybe doesn't even realize how crazy things are maybe he does maybe he doesn't I I personally think he does and I guess this is
1: this kind of goes back to the speculation of, or the the talk about why he's done this in the first place and my my personal belief, personal belief is kind of what to what you were saying i think he just wanted to wanted to chill for six months i think he just wanted to get away from everything i didn't know if he was going to show up for training camp i always thought that he was going to be in a packer uniform starting quarterback week one for this year we can get into what this all means in a long-term
0: sense um He's the Packers quarterback for this year. Well, I can tell you what it means in a long term sense. He's not there going, is no long term. Yes, this this is this is our last dance. Um, oh, don't say it like that. Don't, I, don't do that. Don't, I, okay. don't do that. Okay, I, <laughs> I
1: won't. But you know that you know everyone. I know is what doing. you mean. Yes. but it's just oh. it's not the same thing. I I totally understand that. But. It, Aaron user, Rodgers,
0: using the last dance in this context diminishes its significance in its true context. Yes,
1: it, absolutely it does. And I, I guess that, that was the wrong phrase. That's, <laughs> it's the phrase but that's been thrown
0: yes, throwing yeah. around
1: all day, and that's kind of why it's in my head. It's but, what
0: all the memes say. Yes. Yeah.
1: But to that point, Aaron Rodgers is not going to be the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers next year. No,
0: very unlikely.
1: And I never thought he was going to be the quarter, or the quarterback. After this all came out, I never thought he was going to be the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers after this year anyway. So none of this is an actual surprise to me. With with him coming back, we have uh, one more year to try to go get a ring with Rodgers as a quarterback, with um, Devontae Adams, as a wide receiver, personally, I think they are most likely both gone after the season. But let's let's uh, do it one more time with Rodgers. We've been on the doorstep of the Super Bowl the last two years. Granted, the first year we got doors blown off by the Niners, lost to Brady in Lambeau last year. I guess we get we have a lot to talk about um other than uh the packers and the bucks
0: yeah yeah all but, right so we've covered the state of the state yeah. you know outside the brewers but based uh, just as a quick aside before we move on the B- baseball is just so long we almost don't even need to yeah.
1: talk about brewers it yeah brewers are having a great They're season
0: leading their division yeah that's enough said until
1: them, we get but. to September it's that's that's what it is so <laughs> yeah,
0: unless something crazy happens yeah so let's zoom out from the state a little bit to the whole world and look Let's at the Olympics it. so yeah I know you want you had a lot to go on for the Olympics. I I, I'll I just let you kind of all right,
1: right so um fr- Friday night um one of one of my favorite things about the Olympics is the opening ceremonies so after after I watched Friday I had a whole list of uh thoughts because our, our last podcast um we had a discussion about um the Olympics and my plan of attack was gonna uh, be to come in, talk about the opening ceremonies, talk about. Well, I guess I'll do that right now, uh, just before we get into all the other stuff that's happened since Friday. So, after watching the Olympic ceremony, or the opening ceremonies, and then Saturday, just starting to watch the sports happen, I had a I had a lot of um, positivity for the games. Because specifically the um, the march of the athletes walking into the stadium, it was obviously different this year with no fans. But just just the passion that the athletes walk in, and they're at the Olympics, and this is their time, and this is their moment, and this is when all the athletes can walk into the stadium without fans this year. But it's, st- it's still just the passion you can see on their faces, and just... Their happiness about being there was really um, compelling, and it's why it's why the Olympics are such a big deal every four years. The last three days, basically, just uh, watching, um, switching in between uh, the Olympics and just handball, archery, women's mountain biking. I was watching today. And that's that's what I like to do at the Olympics. Well, this is the first year I've really been able to do it just sitting on my couch. But just watching the different sports and ha- handball, a uh, fascinating, fascinating sport that I don't think a lot of people know about. And then that that's where I was going to come in. And then um, I guess especially today, uh, today we'll start with Simone Biles withdrawing from um, the uh, team team. Uh, Gymnastics uh, program for reasons of mental health, I guess, is the easiest way to say it. There's a lot that went into that.
0: I don't know if that was it. I guess maybe, I I guess I haven't heard much about it since this morning, now that I think about it. It was just medical reasons. Uh, well, her... And she her, had like a taped up ankle or something. That's like all I
1: Her, heard. her, uh, she, they did a press conference and she basically said... Oh, um, I didn't, yeah, I
0: missed that. I missed um that.
1: She basically said, um, she wasn't feeling right during warm-ups Um, she had never felt like that before, uh, that nervous or that, um, amount of jitters before, uh, competition before, and basically she withdrew because she knew she was going to be hurting her team if she compete, or she felt that she, if she went out and competed she was going to be hurting her team which there's a lot there's a lot that goes into that and then uh Naomi Osaka um lost in the third round didn't make any excuses but she also said that because of the uh all the the circumstances she being arguably the most famous athlete in Japan, had been weighing on her for a while and leading up to these Olympics. And I guess that brought up a discussion today that a lot of people had a lot of different um, things to say about it. But I do think part of it has to do with the last 16 months we have all experienced and the isolation and not training the way you usually do, the rush and uncertainty that whether these game, games were even going to happen, I guess my positivity that I had on Friday has diminished somewhat. Am I still watching the games? Absolutely. There's, there, there's going to be a lot of books written after these Olympics
0: happen, I guess I'll say, do you you have anything to... The whole thing's a mess. I haven't watched much of it just in passing, to be honest, just because the Olympics, to me, and we touched on, like you said, we touched on this last week, where it's supposed to be this prestigious thing, and and I am all about, you know, the handball players getting their stage. That's great. That's the part of it that's cool. However, that's like the only part about it that's cool. It's so corrupt. It does so much damage to the cities it's hosted in. Oh, my God, you hear the stories, and it, it just makes me wonder if such a thing should even exist. How would it, How else would it? Because I, I, don't, I don't want to take away the, the competition of it. That's the cool part of it. That said, there are world competitions for all of those things. It's not like this is the only chance they get, but for this uh, magnitude and this level of a stage, yes, it is the only spot where the swimmers, you know, get on TV. It's just that... For The the Olympics needs just such a complete overhaul. It's just a mess. And I, I'll go back to what I said last week, is I don't necessarily think it has to just be one city that hosts the Olympics. The idea of the, the three biggest cities with enough arenas already, London, Paris, and L.A., that's a fine idea, too. Yeah, maybe we rotate between those three for most sports and then some other sports are in different areas. It, there's all sorts there's you just got to be a little creative and there's all sorts of ways to do it that aren't insane that that aren't destroying things and corrupt and yeah I, 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 I 100%
1: agree with you that there needs to be an overhaul in this and the easy I guess I'll put it this way I think the easiest solution, Would be to go to the three-city model that I mentioned. If they want to actually solve their... You could put a committee of 50 people together for a year and they would solve all the Olympic issues. I don't know if that's even possible. How we go forward with this is an open question that I guess needs an answer because the way they are doing this cannot it can't go forward like this what the solution is i
0: don't know we've kind of touched on a couple of them that we think would work and the, even that alone just us musing on these two things that just shows that there are options there yes. there's not only there's not just one way to do this and especially not the way we're doing it now <sighs> This is depressing. Let's yeah. talk about basketball. Oh, that's oh, also depressing. Good
1: lead-in. <sighs> um. So the U.S. Uh, lost to France. Their first Olympic loss since 2004. I guess we could we could start with this team specifically. Yeah, let's do that first. So the,
0: I'm going to throw it to you. How do you how do you want to start this? The U.S. is not the best. Well, they, okay, I shouldn't say that. They may, we may still be the best country as far as natural born basketball players, but the gap isn't there anymore. We're not talking the 94 dream team anymore. This is a completely different animal. What's the percentage of international players in the NBA now compared to 1994? It's my, I couldn't tell you what they are, but I can, I'd put money that there's a vast difference I do know you, the last
1: three MVPs have been born outside of the United States. Yeah,
0: you you've got arguably two the two best players in the NBA are neither one of them are from the from America. There's Luca, so, so so Slovenia and Greece. Yeah. yeah, So I guess that 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 uh,
1: that's uh, something I don't want to touch on was uh, Luca's
0: yeah, didn't four, just four, break it? forty eight yeah.
1: spot? Um, sec second. 55, I think, was the highest total in the Olympics, but he had a 48 spot. And I, I don't know what that shows. I don't know if. I don't. He's probably not going to drag Slovenia to the title. No. To, well,
0: maybe. Who knows? It, it, it's the Olympics. It, yes. I think there's also, because of the international game and the way it's officiated a little differently and the subtle little rules. I think that messes with NBA players a little bit. I, th- I think it like, absolutely does. It just kind of, if we're talking, like, Madden-style ratings, like, Kevin Durant's a 99, he'd probably be, like, a 96 in international rules. Like, it just, it's not like the rules affect their game directly, it's that...
1: These They're not things, used to playing some of these those. things
0: that are second nature to them. They just can't do like yeah. the goaltending rules. Oh, you, you 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 do a floater and dude swings by and swats it out of the air. You're used to just being like, oh, that's two points goaltending. Oh no, not in this game. There's little differences like that that I think just kind of just make it a little bit harder for NBA players to perform at hundred percent.
1: Well, and I guess uh, going to. The uh, loss to France specifically, the U.S. had, I believe, it was a seven-point lead with three forty-six to go, Mm -hmm. something like that.
0: They They had the the
1: the last the last sequence. They had four offensive rebounds, at least two wide-open threes in a one-point game. I believe they had the ball for a total of thirty-five seconds. They put up six six shots. None of them went
0: in. That's just rough. You and, know? The, yeah. Sometimes the ball doesn't go in the basket. And I
1: guess <laughs> the, the the U.S. team had, I believe, it was a week, ten days in Vegas to try to gel together. Mm-hmm. Where I guess going going back to your point. These international teams have been playing each, with each other for years and they have that continuity. The U.S. doesn't have that. And I guess going a little further to talk about Greg Popovich, which I don't want to do necessarily because I love Popovich. Well, yeah,
0: but then. But he's
1: not, he's not necessarily a good coach for this international
0: style of game i also know you didn't want to bring up greg potty in this case because then i would bring up mike cheshevsky and how he i, I kind, was of, wanted awesome you, I kind heard, of wanted i kind of wanted to actually coach. he was great he he has that educators mentality because it's olympic basketball and it, to your point they don't they haven't been playing together for months years so there's an education process there, and instead, if if you don't have the the luxury of time together, one thing that everybody understands is a playbook. And even if you don't know exactly, you know how quick the guy's left first step is compared to his right, or what he's going to do in certain situations, you know if you run the play, what's going to happen. So as a college coach, that's what your job is. You're teaching these guys how to play basketball, basically. And you're not that you're sitting there teaching Kevin Durant and James Harden how to play ball, but you're teaching them how to play ball together. Mm-hmm. And Coach Popovich, you know, bless his heart, he's a different guy. He's, he kind of, you know, X's and oh sure, but he lets the players do what they do. And in the Olympics, that would work. If they were all playing together all the time, but it won't. So there has to be an education process there. And you can see what's happening without that.
1: Yeah. I so, guess the, the one, one more uh, U.S. sports team that I, bu- I believe will still win uh, the gold medal. Just as I still believe the U.S. will win the gold... The, the, the basketball team will win the gold medal. But the uh, first game... For the women's soccer team, did not go as planned. A uh, 3-0 loss to Sweden. They did not look good. They just tied uh, 0-0 against Australia. So, still not in the form that we are used to seeing this uh, women's national team perform to. That said, they are into the uh, quarterfinal round. So... I still believe they're going to win the gold medal or at least be in the gold medal game. But to to our point, again, uh, about the international game catching up, I guess it's kind of the same, same thing we can say about the women's national team. We've had this... Dominant, I guess, I, I, I'm not comparing it apples apple hmm. to oranges. I can yeah, I can see the look on your face right now. Yeah, because
0: we're the international game when it comes to soccer. The, I, I guess
1: my point was the U.S. Te- women's team has have has had the I last, the last 12 recent, years this dominant, history, dominant yes. run. Historically, that's not the
0: case. They but, don't have a lot of the same players, though, if I, as I recall, do hmm. they? You know, and if they, they do, they, they're all a little older, yeah. you know, it's uh, the,
1: the, the, this generation that this run has been built on is, pro- this is probably their last.
0: Oh, run. okay. So, gotcha. They're, okay. but So gotcha, they,
1: gotcha. they, yes, they are older. They A lot
0: of them are in their thirties. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah.
1: I mean. And all things come to an end. It,
0: and they're probably still be fine, you know. They, like you said, they're still advancing. They're doing fine. They lost a game they probably shouldn't have, but, and I, I, I get that doesn't happen as often in a game like soccer, but that does happen sometimes. Man U loses when they're not supposed. Sometimes Crystal Palace beats Man U. Yeah, it doesn't happen a lot.
1: Sometimes Leicester City uh, wins the Premier League as <laughs> ten thousand to one favorites. I think it was. <laughs>
0: right? That so someone made happen. off with
1: a lot of money
0: so yeah you know good for sweden you know i i don't know if they're still in it or not but i hope they advance uh, they they, they are to them. Yeah. you know it's like you're saying the the recent history of dominance they lose one game i'm not i'm not worried about it yet
1: i i'm not either i guess it was it was surprising in the moment sure, that it happened sure absolutely
0: yeah it's an upset you yeah. know So, okay, that was some fun Olympics talk. Let's bring this back to a domestic level. Something that's been going on kind of came up just in the last week. We didn't hear, I don't know how long it's been actually in talks or whatnot, but it just came up in the last week. Oklahoma and Texas going to the SEC. It
1: certainly appears that way. From what I have read and heard, these talks have been going on for almost six months, and... The fact that this wasn't reported until last week, I guess is really surprising to me that they've had this these secret conversations with the SEC going on for, it sounds like, the last six months, and that it wasn't reported at all, which is kind of surprising to me.
0: Mm. Well, you know how those universities, the NCAA, like, they love their perceived transparency but you know what they love more than that are their secrets yes uh they've got the money they got the resources if they don't want something to come out they'll make sure I, yes out. that that is something true. like that when it comes to a bigger story like an actual story like you know kids taking money where the the journalists you know, yeah would just be all at it that's tough yeah. but something like this it'd be easy to make sure that that doesn't come out I, i'm not surprised at all I, I wouldn't be. Surprised I'm also
1: I'm also been, not surprised that this is happening. I that, wouldn't
0: be surprised if they hadn't been talking to the C the SEC since A uh, and M went to uh, the SEC. I, I would they'd not prob- be surprised. They probably had been. They'd just be like, oh whoa, okay, big to- Big Twelve isn't the Big Twelve anymore. We well, gotta get
1: out of here. Well, we know after that happened that the Big Twelve almost dissolved for. I believe it was Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, Texas, two others that I'm forgetting right now. We're going to join the Pac-12. That,
0: oh, yeah. I remember that. That, that was a brief. Um, they had a little cup yeah. of
1: coffee over there. Yeah. So I guess the larger discussion with this is we know this is not this isn't the first domino that's no. going to fall on this. No,
0: because now all the other conferences are going to race to catch up. Either Now the Big 12 has a decision to make. They've got eight teams yes. left. Do they go back to the Big 8 days with their mediocre school roster, or do they dissolve in the conferences, or do they try to pick up somebody? Uh, what do they do?
1: I, 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 don't, I don't know. Like there's
0: they, about to be a big power vacuum, potentially. Yes. I don't the, know if they have an option because... I mean, they're not a power conference anymore. No. You can't give them an automatic bid to anything. Not if, oh, Iowa State's your best university. That's not going to fly. I guess Oklahoma State. Kansas in
1: basketball. What what do they
0: add to? Conferences don't matter in basketball. No. That's the thing. They only matter in football and maybe not for very much longer. I guess that
1: was going to be my point. I don't know how this is going to work out. I know what I think might happen is because of the relationship that the Big Ten and Pac-12 have, I could see them almost forming an alliance where they'd have crossover games every year. You'd have your, say, seven Big Ten, Big Ten games. You'd have... 3 Pac 12 Big 10 games and then you'd have your two other games. I don't I don't know. I heard that thrown out there. I kind of like that idea. I don't know how this is going to all play out. I know that the NCAA has no control over anything anymore, essentially. I think the the big schools are going to at some point break away from the NCAA.
0: Well, once the NCAA lost its grip over the players, it, it, was, over it, was, over. it was over then. It was over that. Yeah, they'll still figure it out. They still got. In, they've still got revenue sources, and they still have the conferences for now. So they're they're definitely not gonna just vanish. There's still gonna be. The rules that some rules, yeah, probably the, like the recruiting rules. Not not uh, not the money. I yeah. mean, like the like uh, tampering yes. and stuff like that. That yes. they'll still be like, and honestly, Maybe. they'll probably come down harder on that stuff because they don't have as much to do anymore. They'll just be really really nasty hall monitors.
1: See, I, I guess my point was going to be: when do these top off echelon teams? The Pac-12, the Big Ten, the ACC, the SEC, no matter what they look like in 10 years, if there's weird alliances, if there's poaching, at one point, at one point, do those schools basically say, we don't, NCAA, we don't need you anymore. We're going to form our own, we're going to have our own playoff, we're going to have our own system basically because the the myth of the student athlete has been dead for a while and with the with the ruling that came down in july the the nil rule their power they they basically don't have any power what power they have they're clinging on to a dear life I I don't know how this is going to go. I just know in 10 years, college athletics is going to look a lot different than it does today.
0: The, The main concern I would have with these universities, these conferences, just saying, hey, NCAA, we don't need you anymore. We're going to do our own thing. It's just going to make another NCAA. They might as well just adjust what they have because there's going to be so little of it left that it... It's like a umbrella corporation <laughs> that's just like a figurehead that just all the others rest under and use as a as a shield against, oh no, we're part of this organization, you know. Well isn't X that isn't that essentially what it is that already? I mean Right, but that's all that it will be. Oh, Instead yes, of being yes. that and all the other things, it's just that's all that's left.
1: Well, and again, the the overriding factor in this is obviously football and the money it generates. My one of my worries is if this does all come into pass. What about those sports that aren't men's basketball and football? What happens to the, what happens to those programs? I guess.
0: Well, that's dependent could, could, to the union on the university. Could, could you
1: see this happening? Could you? I guess. Mm. Could you see the the top 60, 64 football schools basically? Forming their
0: own... The Super Championship Bowl Series. Yes. Something yeah, like that. Yeah. I... It's not that different than just having four super conferences, though. It's basically the same... Th- it's, it is the same thing, yeah. except you have them compartmentalized into four different groups, which you would do anyway if you had 64 teams in the pile. Uh, I just... College football likes to think, and and maybe they are, but I don't think it's to the extent of which they think. Maybe college football likes to think of themselves as this, you know, marching band, sousaphones, uh, fight songs. And they, they will always be that. But in a business sense, it's the NFL G League. It's the developmental league for the NFL. Yes. You don't. And it's not like you go, oh, I can't go to the NBA straight from high school. I'll go play in Europe for two years before I go to the NBA. Like, you can't do that for the NFL. No. So you basically have to go to college. So it's it's basically the development, the league for the NFL. And the next logical step for these college teams to just do that. So those 64 teams would just become the NFL amateur bowl championship series i guess that's be, you would have a you could have a relegation system you could do whatever you wanted as far as picking the teams who cares draw them out of a hat every year i don't give a shit and i don't think it matters as long as you're getting the 64 best teams best teams if if you're not going to do that then everything else up until that for college football is just a half measure
1: i guess i would argue that Especially the SEC. The SEC essentially is a feeder program into the NFL anyway.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I said, I have no idea what's going to happen. I, d- I guess I just know it's going to look in a lot different. Yeah, what, well, what
0: form that's going to take. And this is all,
1: this would be starting next year, right? Texas and Oklahoma officially asked uh, for an invite into the SEC today. Uh, media rights deal doesn't expire until 2025. Oh. So technically they can't until then. They announced <sighs> also to they announced also today that they won't be renewing it. See the rights deal. They they can, I think it's like 75 or 80 million per school that they can basically pay to Right, Disconnect. get to the SEC yeah. next year if they wanted to.
0: If it's not going to be for four years, then I think this whole see. I didn't realize that. I think this whole conversation is moot. Let's look at what, uh, what was it TCU or Boise State did? I think it was TCU. They went to one conference and they went to another conference for a year, and then they were going to go to the WAC. I think. I forget exactly, but they basically bounced around and then were going to go somewhere and then didn't and then ended up in the Big 12. That could all still happen. See, I thought this was going to be, like, next season. It, it it could be. It it very well could uh, be. And we'll see. I guess, like, we, this is just something we're going to have to do. Yeah, remember. I guess we're, 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 spit, know. we're spitballing right now ideas, yeah. I guess. but right, um, So let's take a look at the week coming up. Yes. We've got uh, my thing for this week. I'm looking at training camp. I'm not looking at who's showing up or whatever necessarily, but we, you know, as a fantasy GM and as a football fan, I kind of, you know, it's it's less about watching training camp and more about hey, football's gonna start soon. Yes. So yes, that's that's where I'm. That's kind of where my focus is going to be. But also, the NBA draft is coming up.
1: We have the NBA draft on Thursday. Uh, Cade Cunningham is most likely going to be a Piston. Uh, It was announced today that the Pistons still haven't decided that they're going to take Cunningham. They should take Cunningham. He's the best player prospect in the draft. We have uh, Jalen Suggs uh, out of uh, Gonzaga, who is going to be a top-five pick. We have that. And then my favorite time of the year is opening of NBA free agency because I don't know about this year it sounds like it could be kind of a slower year but there was a a trade made yesterday I believe it came down Uh, Jonas uh, Valatunas is going to uh, the New Orleans uh, Pelicans Steven Adams and Eric Bledsoe are going to Memphis and then some uh, pick swaps. So that was the first big trade of the uh, off season so far. That's uh, that's my favorite day or two is the opening couple days of NBA free agency and all the movement mm-hmm. and
0: and with the draft and the free agency opening so clo- up so close, so together, close together, yeah, yep. that's going to be. And like you said, there's not uh, there's not much going on. Like it's not like Kevin Durant's uh, contracts of like. Year or two ago, where it was that that year was nuts. Yes, it's not going to be like that. But with the draft, there, if if you're one who's into that kind of thing, there's definitely an extra level of intrigue there. Definitely. All right. So I think yeah, I think that's all we've got for you this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back next week uh, talking about probably more football. Uh, maybe we'll touch on baseball a little bit see what's going on in the Olympics, check medal counts, see if uh, Team USA is doing good or not so much. Uh, Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Have a good one, guys. Good night.